This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tecova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovas.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Normally I do, but I, I took a step out of my comfort zone when I bought the blue truck, obviously. And then again, when I bought the excursion. Yeah. And I think that the the high mileage vehicle you've got to be much more picky on and definitely know what you're getting into if you're getting into a high mileage vehicle i would hope that you have some experience with it that's one of the reasons that made me comfortable by getting the blue truck yeah i know seven threes america's diesel podcast brought to you by diesel power products america's diesel superstore no salesman just enthusiasts dieselpowerproducts.com your number one source for all things diesel Uh, thank you for tuning in. This is Ben and Tyler from America's Diesel Podcast coming at you from hell. <laughs> Again, Spokane <laughs> still hot as hell. Literally the freaking face of the sun. <laughs> the okay. the sun. We're in a freaking volcano, man. <laughs> Make sure and check us out on Google Play, SoundClouds, or SoundClouds. That's how hot Sound. it is. Yeah. SoundCloud, iTunes, Spotify, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you can find us on there by searching America's Diesel Podcast. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and the TikToks by searching America's Diesel Podcast. Listen, America, you love America. Otherwise, you wouldn't be listening to this. Okay. Diesel, because you love diesel trucks. Because you're a man. And what do you want to do, Ben? What do you want to do when you like America and diesel trucks? You want to listen to stuff about it. Listen to what? podcast what more do you want what more do you want episode over (laughs) that's all we needed uh uh, reviews we've got this down pat now last episode did not go so hot with the uh email address it did go hot (laughs) it went hot bad like hot (laughs) okay i got it this time are you sure yes here you want me to put it out here for you did you tell them all the platforms that yeah google play SoundCloud's itunes you already did i didn't even hear you Okay, anyways, well, if you leave a five-star review on any of the platforms that Ben mentioned earlier, leave that five-star review and screenshot that bad boy and send it to podcast at dieselpowerproducts.com. It's a new URL 
new, uh, not URL. <laughs> it's a new email address to send them to. They're going to go to Ben. They're yep. going to you. Coming to me. Yeah. Ben's got a little bit of a new new thing going on. He's got his own office right Finally. next to mine. Yeah. 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 Pretty cool. Pretty cool. But anyways, he's going to be spearheading that from now on. Uh, send, him to, send him to him. Make sure to include a picture of your truck and an address so we can send a super sick sticker too that looks just like the logo on our background or the logo on these super sick cups that you can buy off our website right now. They are a grizzly cup. It does keep your refreshment nice and refreshing, cool, unlike this room. Unlike this room. Well, that's that's understatement of the year. <laughs> okay. I'm done with this heat, by the way. Yeah. I'm, Are you I'm done with right. the? You're a California boy, so you're you're probably used to this. But dude, I I, gr- I mean, yeah. There's the heat, but but you're yeah you like the winter stuff. I, I do like the winter stuff as well. Yeah. I mean, I, I just appreciate a good true four seasons. To be honest, I think it builds character. Yeah, absolutely. I wish summer though was like mm, like two months shorter. I think you just wish you know, it wasn't so hot in summer. That and I, honestly, the smoke, man. We've got this whole freaking. St- we're literally in hell. Yeah. This whole state's on fire. I would say if you reduce the smoke, I wouldn't feel so bad about it. I don't. I don't mind the the high temperatures. The straight heat. Yeah, straight yeah. heat. I'm go with that. Okay. Um, as we've mentioned before in previous episodes, in the intro, if you have questions about certain things, YouTube is a great place to leave them. And today we are answering a question left by Cole. And Cole is uh, recently had a breakup with a second gen. Um. Oh, good. Say break up. <laughs> I, thought, I thought, I don't know, maybe it's the heat. I don't know. I thought we were going to talk about relationships or something. Recently had a breakup. I, I said breakup. <laughs> no, I know, but I yeah. thought you were going to say like something. Okay. Recently had a breakup. His wife left him. Yeah. <laughs> now he's looking at a truck. His, his wife ran away. His wife took his truck, so now yeah. he needs a new truck. <laughs> so, so far, from what I can tell, as far as personal ownership, he's uh, had a second gen that was an automatic. Uh, Second gen life, yeah. yeah. And for work, he daily drives a 16 F550. Whoa, uh, with a 20k <laughs> pound or 20k service body. So it's a, it's a heifer. She's a big girl. <laughs> She's yeah. a heifer. Yeah. And so I'm, I'm going to read the question here. It's a little uh, just long enough for us to read. Go for um, it. So and this is because me and him were commenting back and forth to each other. He wanted to know about uh, have we ever done any episodes on the half tons with diesels, which we did. We did a half ton, a heavy half ton. Oh, episode. I kind of vaguely, I yeah. glanced over. I speed read it. So the the meat and potatoes of the question is, uh, he says, I guess I'm in a predicament. I had a clapped out second gen that didn't like the automatic in it, so I sold it. And honestly, I don't tow anything hardly at all with it. And if I did, it was 10k or less. So for a diesel. Especially a, a later model diesel, 10K or less, no sweat. Yeah. I like the thought of owning a diesel since I work around diesel engines in the agriculture industry. I guess what I'm after is something that will be fast on the street and tow when needed and just be tr- fun to drive. I am debating on an Eco Diesel or an 11 and up F250 or 11 and up Ram. Uh, he says, and that's where I daily drive a 16 F550 uh, Power Stroke, 20K service kit bed on it. I'm not completely impressed by it, but any in, uh, opinions or insight would be appreciated. What year was that F550? 16 F550 okay. service truck. Okay. Um, the reason why I ask is because some of the F550s, the earlier ones, had, had a Cummins. Cummins. Yeah, yeah <laughs> had a Cummins in there. So um, I have a pretty good answer for that. I think we're on the same page with that. So, okay, I don't, I, I don't an, know budget, though. I kay. don't know budget. I owned an Eco Diesel, okay? Mm-hmm. 
in my mindset on an eco diesel now, okay, it's basically a commuter car. Buy it for the mileage, not the towing ability. Yes. I honestly would only go to an eco diesel if I wasn't towing anything at all. But I still wanted a truck that I could go to the hardware store and get a piece of plywood or a two by four or something like that mm-hmm. that wouldn't fit in a car and still get good mileage. Like my whole, I mean, I, I did buy my, so when I bought my eco, eco diesel, I was kind of the same way. I, well, I had a boat that was too big, way too big for that to be towing, you know, me yeah. towing that around. Right. And so I didn't really have the plan on towing anything, but we did end up getting a, a, a towable boat. Yeah. The cobalt, right? The cobalt. Yeah. Um, it didn't tow it all that well. It didn't tow as well as I thought it would. Well, it wasn't it, that heavy, but it was big. For, it for was tow, long. For it, that, was, it was, for it was about it 20, I think it was 26 feet. Mm-hmm. No, it wasn't that big. It was, it was above 20, less than 26. We'll say that. Mm-hmm. Um, single engine boat. I, here's the thing. I, I'd be... The biggest thing with the eco diesels was oil temperature, right? Because they would have issues with oil breaking down and then wiping out like the cam in the, cause it was, an, it's an overhead cam engine. So when I was towing that boat to a relatively, when I was going to Coeur d'Alene, mm-hmm. okay, the back way, um, I was sitting there watching my oil temp just raise and raise and raise and raise and raise. And it was the engine struggling. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it has the it had the eight speed transmission, which yeah, was nice. Yeah. Uh, kept it in the power, but if me personally, I mean, I've gone from half ton to well, ha- three quarter ton, half ton, half ton, three quarter ton. Mm-hmm. I I honestly wouldn't tow anything without a three quarter ton now. Um, it's just so much nicer. <laughs> it's yeah. so much easier. Um, not saying that the eco diesel is going to struggle with like a light trailer, but if you're getting up into that 10,000 pound range, that's, that's, that's heavy for that truck. I mean, yeah. if you look at the tow rating of the eco diesel, it's like 9,000 pounds. That's max. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So me personally, if I was going to get an eco diesel again, I would literally buy it as I can either pick between a car or this truck, light duty truck. Mm-hmm. But I'm not. I don't plan on towing anything yeah. with it. Think like, like it's a commuter, like small equipment trailer or wakeboard boat. Well, even some of those wakeboard boats get get heavy, especially I, newer the, ones, so. the newer ones. Yeah, okay. So, so I, I take it, that back. Yeah, I I honestly 2010 or older wakeboard. Boats. Yeah, I, I really I, for you to really get the benefits out of the eco diesel, I I honestly wouldn't tow anything. Because here's the thing too: if you look at like let's say the Ford half ton diesel. If you look at the EcoBoost, the EcoBoost has a way higher tow rating than the diesel does, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which makes you think like, well, like what the heck's going on here? So I, you know, I don't know. I, I personally would kind of push the Eco Diesel. I mean, I owned one, so yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I loved my truck. And actually, we're doing we're, um, Cor, not Corey, um, <laughs> God damn it, Jack, Chris, Chris. He asked me to give me give me uh or give him my top five trucks, mm-hmm. like build trucks. You can't right? say all of them because he asked me to. I think no, I know. Uh, yeah. yeah. But one of them that I put on there was the Eco Diesel. Mm-hmm. And I put that on there for, for certain reason. I, you know what? I'm going to say it right now because I don't really give a shit. <laughs> so I, I put that on my top five because it was one of the first vehicles that I put like 
proper suspension under. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that kind of like first, right? Yeah. Um, and I really enjoyed that, the doing the suspension, doing things other than performance. So that, and I really like the way that that truck looked and the way that truck drove and getting around town, going downtown, doing whatever. It was a small truck, compact I, truck. You were so excited because you would come back and go to Seattle for the weekend. Yeah. And you're like, dude, I got like 29 miles a gallon. Yeah. I got like 31 miles a gallon. Awesome like, oh mileage. Yeah. Like I said, for a, for a commuter, it's great. Mm-hmm. But at any point you're thinking about towing, I, I, I personally would go to a three-quarter ton. Now that I'm back into a three-quarter ton, I'm like... I'll yeah. tow anything right now. Yeah, <laughs> and the the other side of that, as far as like almost immediately dismissing the eco diesel, is was it you know did it give you that fun fun zippy pants feel when you're driving and unloaded? Yeah, it did. It did. Okay, it did. It did. It was a fun little truck. I mean, it had you know it it had gone to Mexico and back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so she was zippy. She. Mm-hmm. Had, I mean, I had some fun with. I had great fun with that truck. But if you're trying to decide between that and like a 16 power stroke i'm gonna be completely transparent with you guys right now before i bought my 21 i was looking for a yeah <laughs> you're about 16 to and up power stroke you were about to become a four truck man. i was almost i was it was so close it was so close but then i started looking at the price tag on on yeah. them especially yeah, yeah. now nowadays it was just outrageous so if that's what you're if you're trying to you know go between an eco diesel and a 16 power stroke like 10 times out of nine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'd go with that. This week's podcast episode is brought to you by Fuel Bomb Diesel Additive, an additive designed for diesel enthusiasts, made by diesel enthusiasts. Ben, take it away. Hell yeah, dude. So this is our in-house Fuel Bomb fuel additive for your diesel truck. Uh, our biggest thing here is making sure that you can pretty much always have uh, diesel additive on you all the time. The you've got a lot of other additives out on the market that are they have you know anti gel in there all the time. They have C10 in there all the time. They end up being big and bulky bottles. Uh, our uh, standard everyday diesel fuel additive is one ounce per 32 gallons, and that's its main job is to make sure that your fuel system stays lubricated and prevents the formation of algae. And it should also help you in colder climates too. Should definitely help you in colder climates, it, along with cleaning your fuel system and maintaining it. It'll also help you bump that cetane number up for a more efficient burn of your diesel fuel. And if cetane is just what you're after, there's the Fuel Bomb Hellfire, which is our straight 8-plus cetane enhancer. Yeah, and you guys asked, and we brought them back. Uh, we did go away from the bottles that didn't have the measuring little parts in there. We brought them back for you, so now you can measure out your 1 ounce per 32 gallons for the F-bomb or 4 ounces per 32 gallons for the Hellfire. Both these additives are available on our website, dieselpowerproducts.com. Now let's get back to that episode. All right, so now that we've just like kicked the eco diesel out of this talk, yeah, 100% for what he wants to do, um, and we figured out that we're assuming, and we're taking some assumptions here, Cole. Cole, yeah, Cole. Almost messed that one up. <laughs> <laughs> taking some assumptions here. If, if, the, if the eco diesel is in the equation there, I'm assuming it might be just because of budget. I'm not trying to say you're cheap ass or anything like that, but it's just kind of like we're assuming that well, like maybe it's in there because it's a. You, I, you I can, can get one. Why. You can get a used one for relatively cheap. That, but it's a it's a rig that can get really good mileage for still being a pickup truck. Yeah. So so I would say we're probably we're gonna call it a thirty grand budget. Yeah. That seems to be like the. I say that's fair. I say it's fair. Like if. if if, well, especially if you're looking at a 16 power stroke, because it, you're gonna be hard pressed well, to find he, uh, a 16. He didn't necessarily say 16 power oh, stroke. He, he said, drives. Oh, a 16 drives a 16 for work. Okay, well, any six seven power stroke, yeah. you're gonna be hard pressed to find a decent one for sub 30. 
Like it's going to be a higher mileage or it's going to be beat. Yes. Corey says yes because he's in the market for a diesel right now. Yeah. So, <laughs> bingo. All right. So let's start the debate between 11 and up Ram, 30K, 11 and up Power Stroke, 30K. Okay. Hit me. Well, the fact of the matter is you're going to find the Rams, you're going to find more Rams and they're going to be cheaper. Okay. For the same mileage that you're going to find the Ford. You know what I'm saying? Like, so if there's 150,000 mile Ford and 150,000 mile Ram, the Ram is going to be cheaper. Mm-hmm. The Ford is going to be, be more money regardless. Like, it, it's going to be. Yeah. I mean, that's fact. I mean, which is, they're great trucks. That's I mean, honestly, I was in the market for one. Yeah. I wanted one. I, Let's go over real quick what you're working with there. Yeah. So, 11 and up Ford, 11 and up uh, Ram. So, we've got, you know, Ford 6.7 Scorpion engine. Um, 6R140. Yep. Stout axles. Still got Sterling in the back. Um, yep. 6.7 Cummins. You've got, obviously, 6.7 Cummins. You've got a 68 RFE or some of those, depending on the year, you could have an Azen. Um, good. Or, or Manuel. Or Manuel. Yep. Or Manuel. So that would be the game changer for me <laughs> on yeah. that one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, if you're able to find a manual truck, then I would, I would, I would definitely go to that. But for someone that's going to tow here and there, you know, I don't know. An, an automatic is sure nice to drive over a manual. I'm going to say that since he said that the, the second gen didn't like it in the auto. Yeah. He might be kind of a guy that's leaning more towards a stick. Which is, which is great. And then, then uh, Cummins is your only option. Yeah. So if, if you got rid of the second gen because it wasn't automatic and you would have taken a second gen in a manual, then the answer is very simple right now. You're going to have to find a Ram with a G56 in it because yeah. they did not make 6.7 power strokes of the manual. Period. Period. It's just, that's it. So there's your answer for that one. But if you are... If you're comparing automatics... <laughs> yeah, if you're not... If the if one of the requirements is not... You know, it can be automatic or manual, then that opens the conversation back up to Fords as well. Yeah. Um, I will say, like, for the... For that budget, and if you're buying a Power Stroke, you get kind of stuck in between two things here. I'm going to make an argument for and against it. Okay. Um, so 11 to 14 power strokes, obviously you have the ceramic ball bearing turbo issues. So you're going to be replacing a turbo, possibly upgrading, or you're just, you're going to, you're going to have to address the turbo at some point period. You're going to have to. Yeah. And that's at the end of the day, if you, if, like if you're not doing the work, it's probably going to cost you $4,000. Yeah. After labor and all that other stuff, I, I assume $4,000. Um, you're not going to have to address the you know transmission gears anything like that. Everything else is stout. Yeah. Um, I'd say the only thing you're probably going to be adding in there is a uh, CP CP4 uh, disaster prevention kit. Yes. And that's going to happen on six sevens regardless. Period. Um, other than that, I think it's a, a very stout platform. Responds very well to tuning. Yep. Lots of good aftermarket parts for it. You put a tuner and an intake on that thing and a disaster prevention kit and maybe some added fuel filtration. It's a hot truck. Oh yeah, they're gr- great running trucks. Like I said, I was in the market for a six seven power stroke, but then here's the thing too: when I was looking at six seven power strokes, um, for let's say it's thirty, this we're all basing this off of thirty thirty k that we're guessing. I mean, you, for all we know, you don't even have a budget, right? <laughs> you know, um, the only trucks that I saw that are in like that thirty grand mark are two hundred k or above. Yeah. 
So Which, like if the mileage, turbo has okay. not been replaced, you're going. To, it's going to be fairly quick. And here's the thing too. Let's bounce over to the six seven Cummins. Okay, mm-hmm. still turbo issues. You've got the HE three fifty one VE. Yeah, right. Yes, I'm like yes. freaking. Yeah. <laughs> ah! Correct. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, so you've got you still got turbo issues. You don't have fuel system issues. They've kept the CP three all the way up until twenty eighteen. Mm-hmm. Um, so you don't have to deal with that, but then there's also the transmission. Okay. Automatic 68 RFE. We all know about the issues that they have, which we did a whole episode on, which is relatively simple to kind of address. Um, if there's not anything else going on, well, especially so if you catch it early, if you catch it early, but the biggest not- issue with 68 RFEs is that cross leakage in the valve body, yeah. which a separator plate kit from like BD would do the trick. Um, so that's another thing to kind of have to deal with. So, I mean, yeah, the Ford has the fuel system things and a turbo, but transmission, drivetrain rise, great. Ram has not fuel system issues, but they just still have turbo issues. But then you got a transmission you got to worry about. If it's a manual truck, then I would say, I mean, that that's you're a shoe and that's you're, you're doing a clutch. A clutch yeah. But at that mileage, if you're buying a used truck, there's a good chance that that's already been done. And hopefully <coughs> convert over to a single mass. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. So judgment day here. Okay. Okay. Which one are you going with? So 30K. I have always been an advocate of if you're going to buy a used truck, try to find one with 150,000 miles or less. Mm -hmm. I don't think you're going to find a Ford in that price range. I don't. Yeah. Like at all. So me personally, I'd be looking for a manual transmission, 6.7 Cummins. I mean, year-wise, who cares? You know, I, I would go with a manual 6.7 Cummins. Mm-hmm. That's me. I still lean towards the Ford, man. So you'd go with a higher mileage Ford? I take a 200 Over a lower mileage Ram. Over a lower mileage manual. Ram. I take a, a higher mileage. I take a 200K. This is the guy that buys <laughs> trucks with like 300,000 miles on them, and he's completely fine with it. So <laughs> <laughs> I like to roll the dice. <laughs> <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> Hey, you know, I, here's the thing. I, I really like the Fords. I really do. I really do. Yeah. I mean, interior-wise, they've, 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 they've done a great job. That engine, the 6.7 Power Stroke engine is phenomenal, other than a few little things that mm-hmm. just can go wrong. Um, I mean, heck, my buddy's 12. I mean, he did go through two turbos, um, but it was relatively late in that truck's lifespan, so mm-hmm. it did last quite a while, and he uses that truck. Like heavy, like he's yes. towing heavy yeah, yeah. with that truck. Um, so, me, I just, I don't like. I have a hard time buying a high mileage vehicle. Mm-hmm. I just have a hard time doing it. Normally, I do, but I, I took a step out of my comfort zone when I bought the blue truck, obviously, and then again when I bought the excursion. Yeah, and I think that the the high mileage vehicle you've got to be much more picky on and definitely know what you're getting into. If you're getting into a high mileage vehicle, I would hope that you have some experience with it. That's one of the reasons that made me comfortable by getting the blue truck. Yeah. I know 7.3. All the improvements to the show you are seeing and hearing are thanks to our epic sponsors like No Limit Fabrication. Huge thank you to Mike and his crew down in Southern California for getting a bunch of carb certifications and making high quality parts. New episodes come out every Thursday. Thanks for tuning in. I'm right. very comfortable with them. Right. I don't mind Well, and you to- also had another rig you were driving too. Exactly. So, I mean, that, that does play a factor, but again, you're not buying a 6.7 Power Stroke with 330,000 miles on it. Right. You're buying it, I mean, we're assuming it's going to be 200K. 
Right. Which, if it's 200K, um, you know, I, I would want to see service history. I want to see all that kind of stuff on. I want to see that's well taken care of. And you can tell when a truck's well taken care of. You know, a lot of times you, you can. can tell that by the interior and all, that, all the little doodads here and there, you know, what's been well taken care sure. of. Um, but I, I honestly, I would still end up, I would search for that. And I, I know you're coming from a second gen into this thing here. Yeah. So quite the jump. Yeah, quite the <laughs> jump. So I'm assuming that you don't necessarily need a Ford, you know, Platinum. Right. You may not even need a Lariat. Right. Like an XLT coming up from a second gen. That's <laughs> just loaded. Light years yeah. from yeah. what you were used to in a second gen, right? Yeah. So I think that, you know, for 30K, getting out of the turbo issue era, a 15 to 16, you know, 250, 350 with, you know, at or possibly a little bit less than 200k on there xlt i think you could find it i think you could find that i think you're drunk right now (laughs) i'm gonna the rockies were blue earlier i'm gonna gonna put that out there yeah um but i i think that i think that's a hard find honestly that's a hard find yeah i mean now that i I say it out loud i'm kind of like it's all with – this comes back to every, with what you're okay with. Now, here's the thing, too. Here, I'm going to throw another little caveat in there, okay? Mm-hmm. This is something you're getting a bank loan on. Typically, a bank is going to look at oh, mileage yeah. on a truck, and they're going to have certain requirements that they want to make sure that you're in because they, they obviously don't want to lose their ass on something that if you, you know, stop paying – they can't sell it and make money off you. Well, I think if that's the case, back. he's not getting a 150 or a 200. You're looking at it like – Well, sub-150. It has to be sub one fifty most of the time. From what I've run into with buying like older stuff, it's been one twenty five. Really? Yeah. Maybe it was one twenty five. I thought it was sub one. Huh. I don't I remember know. that because when I when I got the excursion, which was an 03, and that was in two thousand seventeen. Um, I think they, it might depend on the bank. Yeah. If they, you're getting they low, were yeah. the limit was one twenty five because when I bought it, it was one seventeen. They're like oof, right under. Yeah, there. and also don't get your if you if. Let's say that's the route that you're going, which is not it's not a bad thing. Some you know you got to do what you got to do to get into a truck that's going to fit your needs and that sort of mm-hmm. thing. It's okay to have, a, you know, we're not a financial podcast, so I'm not going to give you financial advice, you know, because most people that are giving financial advice would say don't get a, a truck loan on a mm-hmm. used truck with you know that sort of thing. Uh, but it's it, just protect yourself, okay? Yeah. Don't don't just because you like the way the truck looks and it's got some cool stuff on it, but it's higher mileage and it'd be really cool to own. Like you you got to get out of that mindset. You got to get out of the the cool factor of it because you can make any truck cool. Um, but you, you want to have a good base that you're starting with. Um, it's, it's, you just got to be careful. You just got to be careful with what you're looking at and and. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I, I've gone back and forth on this on this stuff. You know, and I obviously went to a new vehicle is what I ended up going with, which gives me peace of mind that I have a warranty. I'm the only one to fart in it. I mean, like, like that's 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 my rig. So it's like I know everything about it, which gives me huge peace of mind. Yeah, I'm paying a little bit more money for it, but that peace of mind is worth a lot. Yeah, and that that kind of goes off. And we're going to take a little bit of a tangent here. But if you listen to any of our other previous episodes, um, I don't think you're giving you or us enough credit as far as like the financial advice. I would say it's we, we as far as like 
life financial advice like oh, how to Dave Ramsey would be turning in his grave right now. I know. But, and <laughs> but he's still alive. Wait, he's not dead. But the, the the whole thing that we we have always tried to put out there um you know, I don't like to preach, but we try to preach is like, you know, don't you know the whole like don't go broke trying to live rich. Yeah. You know, don't buy a truck if it's not doesn't fit yourself financially. Know what you're getting into and be smart about your purchase. You know, I'm, I'm assuming we're making the assumption here that the 30k is because you 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 know you can afford a loan for 30k, or you might have 30k cash sitting there or something like that. Yeah, who knows? I don't know. Yeah. We're going to make the assumption that you you know you're on the positive there. Yeah. Uh, conversely, here, um, if you're barely making mortgage payments and you've got credit card debt up to your eyeballs, and you know, I'm going to live here, and you're you're like on food stamps, and it's all that kind of stuff. Don't buy a 30k truck. You need to go yeah. buy, take whatever cash you have, get whatever reliable vehicle gets you from point A to point B, yep. and start rebuilding. Yeah. And that's where our financial advice kind of stops. There. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, I, I, can't, I can't tell you how to rebuild your life or anything like that. Right. But as far as like when it comes to automotive stuff, like that's where we can kind of be, I would say, give yourself a little bit, a little bit of an expert on. And, and, and knowing how kind of like that it goes into your life. Like yeah. That stuff. Yes. Yeah. I'll just um, end it with that. <laughs> yeah. So I know there's a little bit of a tangent there, but like we, we've, it's because we, I don't want, I mean, you well, we've I, done, we've gone through the planning, like especially with me with my new truck, that the, the, everything that I've went mm-hmm. through to kind of get to the point that I'm at. I mean, yeah, given I didn't pay cash for this truck, but I got a, I feel like I got a good deal on the truck. I traded in two vehicles to get into this truck to put me in a good spot on it. Mm-hmm. Um, and again, that, that, that peace of mind of, of it having only six miles on it when I picked it up was really really comforting well, and it was it was calculated yes it wasn't rushed it well i, I guess the buying process was a little bit rushed a little bit but because you <laughs> went into it calculated it wasn't it wasn't any pressure right it was you you know what you could afford yep and you were you know that like okay i might pay a little more per month on this and not have as much equity in it but i'm getting the peace of mind of a brand new truck with a badass warranty yep conversely there it's like don't go up to your eyeballs and in debt for a truck that's got 250k on it and you're having trouble making more yeah the whole like the thing that i have a hard time like being okay with is a 200,000 mile truck at 30 30k like that's Mm -hmm. a lot of money for a truck that's got some miles on it it's true so that's where i anytime i looked at anything used it was sub 150 that's that's i'm not looking at anything Mm -hmm. less than that or more than that so that's a, that, that's a tough one because, like I said, you're you're, you're going to be hard pressed to find a six seven power stroke in that price range that's sub one fifty, like few and far between. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't find one. <laughs> so, you know, and then it, it there's a drastic jump up <laughs> in price yeah. to find one like sub one hundred. Like I was finding trucks with you know, hundred thousand miles on it that are still fifty sixty thousand dollars. I paid sixty four for my truck, yeah, it's brand, <laughs> brand new. new. So it's like at that same time, if you're looking at again, we don't know what your price range is, but if you're getting up into that area, look at other trucks. Look at something that's lower mileage that maybe still has a warranty. Mm-hmm. Especially if you don't want to work on something, you don't want to you don't want to have to deal with issues. Look at something that fits that fits that bill. Whether it be, I mean, like I said, you're gonna have. A, I think you're gonna have a hard time finding a Ford. I don't know how the how the market is in other areas of the country, but I know at least here. Uh, that's pretty much impossible, unless you like know someone who's selling a truck that doesn't care. All right, so it looks like me and Tyler are 
pretty much split on this right now. Did you see that? Okay. We're on a time frame. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're going to close this one up. I want to give a, a quick um, boisterous farewell to uh, Diesel Authority Miller Time, who after episode 144 was 99 Problems by DPFN got one, left a comma that said unsubscribed. And I would like <laughs> I would like to give a, a big hell yeah dude to Adam West for commenting before I go that said I think he said bye Felicia. <laughs> <laughs> and my comment was later my dude. Um, I guess my question is to you, um, did you, you listen to the episode? Do you love DPFs and think that we were immediately talking about how we don't want DPFs? Or maybe you watched the episode and you love deleted trucks. And you're upset that we are actually advocates of trying to make power with DPFs. So, uh, either way, Diesel Authority Mill Time, have fun not having fun by yourself. Yeah. <laughs> On that note, thank Bye-bye. you for tuning in. We'll see you next week. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in. Make sure to subscribe and check us out at dieselpowerproducts.com.